Welcome back to the Morning Kick podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Good morning, Kicksters. Welcome back to Thursday morning, the morning kick, your opportunity to get some inspiration into your business, hopefully some new resources and maybe some perspective. You know, sometimes when you start a small business, you've been doing it all your way. You've had to do everything. And somewhere along the line, you have to bring in the experts to help you out. So along the way, you've probably accumulated a good accountant. You've got a good lawyer. But then you start working on the marketing of your business. And for a while, you're doing all the graphics and trying to get things up and running, maybe even created your own website. But today, we want to talk about one of the most important parts of doing your digital marketing, particularly for your website, and that's copywriting. So I want to welcome to The Morning Kick two very special people that have been working with Excite Media for some time. Good to have Jen York and Beck Fitzpatrick from Storyflight on the show. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Hi. Yeah, good morning, Andrew. Working from your very prestigious offices, very similar to mine. <laughs> so how have you guys been coping with COVID? Have you had to redecorate? Have you had to make any adjustments so that you could work from home? No, I think like we've always worked from home and Beck and I have always spent most of our days um, collaborating on Skype with each other and with our clients. So it's felt um, remarkably normal. Perhaps the only difference is that there's um, a few more people in the house while we're working. Is a little bit of voices in the background? Yes, there has been the odd child in the back of a call, yes. <laughs> now, I'm really excited that uh, we've got you guys on the show because when we are looking for great copywriters to work with our clients, we typically are picking up the phone, calling Storyflight and seeing if you guys are available. Tell us about the Storyflight journey. How did it come about? Well, we have been working together actually for, I think, about... 15, 16 years. Um, we came from corporate comms background and about four years, five years ago, um, Jen had this amazing idea that we could create a business where we could still do um, copywriting, um, but we could work in our own way. We could work flexibly. So, and we could, you know, choose to work on projects that really, you know, meant something to us and made more of an impact. So we started Storyflight. That's really good. Um, Jen, if we're talking about those things that make an impact, where are you drawn? Where does your heart go? Um, we originally thought that we would work um, primarily with people um, who were making a difference in the environmental sector, but also in the community and social care sector. Um, I think what we learned as time went on as well is that that's a bigger, there's a bigger spectrum of people in that than what you originally might think. So, um, we work with a lot of service providers and it would be rare for us to meet a service provider who isn't doing 
their work for some sort of heart purpose driven reason. They've even, even if you're talking about like a building inspector, it's rare to find someone who doesn't want to do their work to really make a difference to how they serve their clients. It's interesting. We've just taken on a new client who does environmental, cultural, heritage studies on the impact that can have on a community. So yes, all of us have ripple effects, don't we? Well, when we're talking about copywriting, a lot of people think it's just a person who knows how to spell check a document. But we're really keen to find out about copywriting because we know that when people look at a website, the first thing that's front of mind for them often is the look. They're looking for great design. They feel that if it looks amazing, that solves all the problems. But you and I and many of our clients know that it's the copywriting that actually means quite a lot to the success of a website. Can you tell us how you got into website copywriting? Well, when we were working in corporate communications, we, did, we were working on a lot of traditional communication. So we were doing more things like printed products, signs and brochures. Um, and I, in, in the role I was doing, I was really excited by what was possible in the digital space. And um, that's one of the reasons why we were really excited to start Storyflight was to actually move a lot more into digital copy. So, yeah, that's why. So if we look at um, a website copywriting, often there is text everywhere, but people don't read websites, do they? So why do we need copywriting on the website and what is its purpose? Um, so they're not actually, so I think first of all, you have to kind of remember that some people will read everything. And I think that they're more likely to read everything when the risk of their purchase feels higher. So we might feel much more relaxed about just clicking buy if we're buying a t-shirt. But if we're working with someone who we actually have to really exchange information with and trust in a big way. So many, many service providers are like that. Like if you're thinking about an accountant or a financial planner, then we're reading it a lot more because we want to be reassured that this is the right person for us to work with. Um, but that said, we remember that some people are reading and some people are skimming um, and we're trying to make sure that we're structuring information in a way that appeals to all kinds of users on the website. Yeah, isn't it true that um, that skimming maybe happens in the first round, but as people go deeper, and I like what you said about the higher the value of the, the transaction, basically people don't want to give their money away to something that is going to be a disaster, and so they're doing their own value of due diligence. So how does copywriting build trust? Um, so copywriting is building trust by, I think it's doing a couple of things. So it's first of all, building a relationship with the reader so that the reader knows that this is a business who can really help them and understands their problem. Um, and I think that's the, the underlying level, but it's also, um, you would be surprised, I think, by how many websites don't really clearly articulate what's being delivered by the business as well. So the first thing we look for is, is this someone who offers the thing that I'm looking for and can help me? And do they work with someone like me? And so we, we, we're layering information and messaging to build that relationship. I know that you, um, you concentrate on the consistency and I guess that applies to what's on their website as well as anywhere else in their business. Can you talk to us about the importance of message consistency? Yeah, so I think it's a really good point you've just made about it's, it's everything else as well because um, the first thing I would say is that so often we speak to businesses who um, have these amazing processes and they sell wonderful, wonderful work, 
but they're not actually reflecting that stuff in their website. So um, in, in contrast, their website isn't living up to the great experience that they're providing in all the other areas of their business. So that's, first of all, we, we want to look at what's the opportunity to make your website more consistent with the experience you're offering as a whole so that people are wowed by you a step earlier in the sales process. Um, and then with, when you're looking at the website itself, consistency does build trust. So trust is built over over multiple interactions. So as you're moving through a website, you really want that website to feel consistent as you're going from one space to another. So it's, and it's not, it's at a lot of different levels as well. So it happens at the levels of like the language that you're using and the way and the messaging that you're using, but it's also um, consistency in formatting. So like, as you know, Andrew, we make sure that the format from one services page to another services page actually matches because we're picking up subtle cues as a consumer about whether we trust what's on offer here. Yeah, and it obviously it makes it a lot easier for somebody to absorb if it's in that fashion. Beck, one of the things that I think is always difficult for websites is that we're competing with two priorities. We know that we have to please the Google gods. Somewhere in the background, there's an algorithm hungry for information. But at the same time, the copy has to be able to communicate with a real person. So how do we get our messages to the right audience? That's a great question. Um, and I think the most important thing when you are setting out is to serve your client first and foremost. Um, it is important to rank with Google, but a lot of the um, that algorithm is based on whether your website is having an impact, whether it's um, a useful and relevant piece of information, and you can only really deliver that if you're meeting your client's needs. Um, I think that the the best way to structure uh, information so that you can rank but also um, appease your client is to make sure that your uh, information about who you are, what you do and the value you offer is as high as it can be on your page. Um, that's in that sort of um, prime real estate above the fold, which is what everybody sees when they open up the web you know, to your home page or your about page, everything that Google needs to know, but also your client needs to know, should be there at the top. We were talking about the fact that some businesses have multiple customers. Does that make it difficult? You, you're trying to sell different products to different people. Maybe you've got um, commercial customers and uh, residential customers coming to the same website. Do you try to cross the bridge of both or do you write specifically to both? We would always uh, recommend that you write with your specific target audience in mind. And that really comes down to having a really clear strategy about how you're going to structure your website. Um, you need to consider whether they're a page for your, if it's a commercial client, if you need a separate page to um, direct that client to so that you can really speak to their pain points. Um, you can dig right into what's motivating them to look for your services and you can present you know, upfront how your business is a solution, how, how you can benefit um, and their life and make their life easier. So it's, it's um, absolutely the best uh, way to go about is to be more specific. One of the things we talk about is that the, the higher the value of the transaction, the more times people will come and visit your website. Uh, Jen, the customer journey, sometimes it's understanding how they're gonna move through the website in one visit. 
And sometimes it's understanding they're going to come back for more bytes to understand and build that trust profile. Is there anything that copywriters do with the customer journey or, or to understand it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think... Um... First of all, we have to remember, and, and I think um, sometimes when people see copy in a linear document, it's easy to forget that your visitor to the website almost never is reading your website in a linear journey. So we have to remember that they may enter your website at any point um, and that um, that we also want to subtly guide them through the website in a certain way often because we, we might know that... Um, that they're not going to click buy after reading half of the homepage, for example. So we're thinking about, well, where would we like them to go next? What will support their decision? Um, and what is the action that we want them to take? So we, we use the navigation cues on pages to obviously interconnect the website. But at the same time, we try and achieve real value with every single page. So I think sometimes it's easy to think that a page is less important than another page. And that's just not the case because each page should be delivering value, each page should be helpful, and each page should support the consistency of the rest of your site. It's a very good point. I like that. It almost paints a picture. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. And if one piece is missing, the whole thing doesn't kind of hum together, does it? Yeah, and if, so if you move from one page to another and suddenly it feels different as a reader, it looks like the copy is a little bit sloppier or it's a slightly different message, then then we notice that. The funniest thing about copy, I think, is when it's working really well, you don't notice it. Like when it works really well sometimes, you don't sit there and go, oh, my goodness, this is the best copy I have ever seen. But in contrast, you really notice when copy doesn't work. You've mentioned a lot of things that have to be considered. I wonder about the length of copy that will turn up on a website. Is there a way of assessing whether you have short copy or long copy based on the audience or based on the, the product you're trying to sell? Yeah, I think that the risk comes into that again. Um, but also we we do think, as Beck mentioned earlier, a lot about what is the question that the audience has here? What are their pain points? What are their challenges? Um, and we want to make sure that we don't um, it, we don't want to overlook or ignore what's really on their mind. So I think the copy has to be as long as it has to be to address those concerns. You've, you guys have come from a corporate background and, and I can imagine that there has been detailed um, writings that have had to be created over the time. But when it comes to web, I've heard people talk about having to write at a very certain reading age. I can't remember whether it was seven, eight or nine or 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Is that actually a thing? And how do you quantify that? Um, well, yeah, it's it, it really does, again, come down to firstly who you're trying to talk to. But if you are looking very at a general audience, um, web copy really isn't about being clever um, and creative. It's about making sure that whoever you're trying to talk to understands very clearly what you do. And so there is a, a recommendation to keep your copy kind of pitched at a seventh to ninth grade readability level. Um, and that means, you know, trying to keep your sentence structures nice and simple and short, you know, not trying to deal with what, you know, multiple messages in one sentence, keep it to one point, um, you know, make your content bite-sized and stackable so people can really easily scan to what they need and understand very quickly, yes, this is, this is the company I need to work with, you get me, um, you know, you understand the problem I'm having and oh, now I can easily see 
how I need to get in contact with you to, to solve that. So, yeah, I think um, what can happen is you get caught up in trying to explain everything that you do, um, all of the features, all of the details that are very important to you on a, you know, on a business level. But as Jen said earlier, it's about turning, turning that around and looking at what is your customer actually looking for from you and making that information very easy for them to access. And we often talk about features and benefits in the sales process. And I guess the copywriting has to keep that front and foremost as well. Yes, absolutely. Like there is definitely a place for features, especially if you have um, a product that is incredibly, you know, highly technical, the, you know, the specifications are important to the client. Um, but you can easily get, get bogged down in thinking about this, this product, the service I do is so amazing and here are all the things that we've done to it and made it incredible. But you haven't positioned those um, features as a benefit to the client. So your, your product might be, you know, energy efficient, but the benefit is that the client will save money because they won't be using as much energy. So it's, it's reframing, yeah, reframing yeah. that feature. Essentially, how does it solve that pain point that we identified earlier? That's right, because there's no point in bringing up a feature or even a benefit if that's not a, a pain point to that client. If they're not motivated by saving energy, then it's not a great, it's not going to help with your conversion. In a moment, I'm going to talk about uh, what is a USP and how we bring that into the conversation for copywriting. But I'd love to point you guys, as you're watching The Morning Kick, to Beck and Jen's website. You can go to storyflight.com.au. Absolutely gorgeous site, guys. You've put together some great photography, great understanding of what you do and what services that you provide. So people, if you want to look at some of the best copywriters available, do go and have a look at storyflight.com.au reasons why you should be working with a team, some great examples of the clients that they've worked with, seeing a lot of Excite Media clients there, obviously doing a good thing. <laughs> Guys, as we as we consider this, if somebody does want to work with you, um, do you take on clients for long-term work as well as short-term project work? Yeah, generally um, what often happens is that we start with one project and then we continue to do other projects because um, I think when a business is working with any any support team whether it's an accountant or a copywriter all those people that we've listed before um they need to know that they really that, that that they get them and that that saves them time because you don't have to go back into every conversation explaining again what your business does what your problem is that you're trying to solve what your challenge is right now so um we definitely find that after doing a project together our clients come back to then do future projects um and that means that they're getting the right support at the right time can we go back to this um this idea of a usp we often talk about what is your unique sales proposition um can you explain that in terms of how you identify it and do you have to thread it into the tapestry of the copy beck do you want to talk to that or yes uh, yes, sorry, Andrew. It is probably one of the the most difficult things to um, articulate. And when you are a client and you're looking to maybe write, try and write your own website copy, I think this is the biggest sticking point. Once you hit, what is it that we actually do that is unique to us? I think that undoes a lot of um, 
you know, the, the copywriting process. So for us, it's about really coming into um, a project and asking a lot of very pointed questions. We really dig into um, your competitors, your, your target audience, what you do. Um, and really, it takes quite a long time to really dig into that thing. And that, though, is the absolute foundation to why somebody will want to work with you. And it, it underpins all of your key messages that can be layered all throughout the website. Um, I think people overlook how important doing that step really is. Um, and that's why sometimes you'll see copy and it's just a bit flat. It just looks like another another website, another, you know, another company offering a very similar thing. You want that USP there because again, it's making it really easy for someone to make a decision to work with you. And I've heard the analogy before that it's like distilling down a perfume so that it has its most potency when there's as few words as possible. So you get rid of all the words that are kind of cluttering and come down to something that really punches through. Is that something that you can help clients with? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think also um, the final, that really beautiful final clean statement of what someone offers as their um, value proposition um, that doesn't just appear magically on its own. So like Beck and I will sit there and we will edit and edit to really make sure that it goes from being um, and making sure that we're keeping the absolute most important, most powerful elements of it and not distracting the reader with the less important things. I love that. I used to know a gentleman who um, wrote a, a daily reading and he used to write three to six A4 pages and then distill it down to half a page. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that half page was the gold that you were looking for. So yeah. you can understand the process. Well, one of the things I just wanted to come back to, Beck, is there are other aspects of writing for the web, integrating with other areas or disciplines. Can you describe what's involved there? How web, I guess, doesn't sit on its own. Well, that's right. You have a lot of different multimedia that can be used, but you've also got all of your marketing um, opportunities that, um, you know, make the most of the investment that you make in your website. So you have to consider, you know, um, whether you're wanting to look at doing blog posts, um, whether you're going to integrate your social media, um, and you need to consider all of those different elements as you're building a site rather than um, as afterthoughts because there can be great opportunities to integrate your messaging across them. Um, very similarly to what Jen said about, you know, page-to-page -page experience, you don't want somebody leaving your website and going to your, you know, LinkedIn profile or your social media account and they have a completely different brand experience. Um, it needs to be consistently consistent with what you're putting out there across all of the digital platforms. Well, guys, you've offered a great deal of value today on the whole topic of copywriting, and I hope that people will actually connect with you. Go to storyflight.com.au where you can get in touch with Jen and Beck. Uh, thank you for everything you've covered. We do need to write for our audience. We do need to build that trust profile, and if we can distill down the potency of our value proposition, that's certainly going to help get the message across. Really appreciate having you on the morning kick. Hopefully we can get you back again in the future. Thanks, Andrew. We appreciate the invitation. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. It's lovely. 
Well, guys, the Morning Kick has brought another great set of resources to you, and, and Jen and Beck certainly know their craft. So I hope that you'll be able to uh, find out more about the services that they provide by going to their website. Well, now we just wanted to finish off by telling you about one more thing, and that is uh, that the Queensland Government has now got round two of their grant program up and running. And if you'd like to know more, keep in mind it opens on the 1st of July. That's just after the weekend. You really need to be getting your application ready. Last time it opened, I think, on a Tuesday and was oversubscribed by the Saturday night. So only a few days. Now, even if you've been, uh, even if you've got an application in for round one, you are allowed to put an application in for round two. Although if you've already ex uh, actually got a grant in round one, then you can only be accepted in one of the two rounds. We've got all the details here. If you go to excitemedia.com.au, click on the green um, ribbon at the top, and it goes through to a full explanation, and you can actually fill in this form, work it through, and actually ask you some of the key questions to do with the government's criteria for the Queensland $10,000 grant. It's a minimum of $2,000, maximum of $10,000, and we put down here some of the things that you could actually apply for that Excite Media would be able to assist. I hope that's helpful to you. Been great having you on the morning kick. We're back next Tuesday with another guest, bring more inspiration into your day, and hopefully we can get you through COVID with a growing business, an inspired business, and maybe a more efficient business with all of the resources that we're bringing here. Thanks very much.